0: Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. We often hear evolutionists when attempting to prove our relationship to more primitive life forms as referring to parts of the human anatomy as obsolete. They claim that this is evidence that we have evolved from more primitive mammals and they cite various organs within the human cavity such as the appendix and tonsils as evidence of that. Their argument being that these and other body parts are simply antediluvian relics of our mammalian ancestry. And they claim that this is reinforced by the number of tonsillectomies and apidectomies that so many young children are forced to endure with no visible side effects. Now, commencing with the tonsils. Far from being unneeded, medical science in recent years has discovered that each tonsil consists of a network of crypts or bits that store cells used to fight infection. The tonsils contain B cells, a type of white blood cell that fights infections. They also produce antibodies against polio, streptococcal pneumonia, influenza and numerous other infections. By the way, antibodies are proteins that help the body identify and attack harmful invaders. So in fact instead of being obsolete, our tonsils are in in fact the first effective means of defence against disease and sickness. Let's turn our attention now to the appendix. The appendix is a tube-shaped sac that's attached to the large intestine. It exists in humans and a small number of other mammals including koalas and apes. In medical terms, it is referred to as the vermiform appendix for its thin, worm-like shape and as i said earlier the appendix has also been dismissed as a lingering souvenir from our evolutionary past however according to luke university in the united states the appendix far from being useless produces beneficial probiotic colonies in the digestive system now according to researchers the human digestive system digestive system is full of bacteria necessary to digest food. When attacked from diseases, sometimes these important kinds of bacteria are purged or killed off. In such situations, the appendix can act as a reserve for good bacteria. After the immune system beats off the disease, the bacteria emerge and re-colonise the gut. Further to that, the appendix plays a vital function in the development of the immune system. Now, according to research, lymphoid tissue accumulates in the appendix after birth. In turn, the appendix helps in the maturation of the B lymphocytes that and the production of antibodies. What's more, the appendix produces specific molecules that aid in the movement of lymphocytes to various locations within the body. This is absolutely amazing. And based on the current evidence, proposals have been made to suggest the appendix acts or serves as a reservoir for beneficial gut flora. When illness reduces gut, good bacteria from the intestines the appendix may store some of that good bacteria for backup while the research is still a little bare the conclusion is this the appendix is important for our health after all god knows what we need to what we need to have to keep our system protected and science is now learning how important the tonsils and the appendix are too Over the last 50 years, microbiologists have been able to code the human genome, thus unravelling some of the mysteries surrounding the self-replicating double helix. But there are still questions that need to be answered, mysteries that scientists have not been able to unravel. For example, DNA, which they have not been able to determine a purpose for. That's one example. As a result, evolutionists have seized on this, and they've said that this proves that that the simpler life forms evolved and they have labeled the mystery DNA as junk DNA the leftovers from the so-called Precambrian age Richard Dawkins atheist biologist crowned Britain by Britain's Prospect magazine as the world's greatest living thinker has shown great enthusiasm in presenting junk DNA as a strong scientific basis to support his pet religion Evolution. However, in the last 10 years, it has been clearly shown that about 98% of our DNA does not code for protein. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to explain now. In September 2012, the ENCODE project published evidence that most DNA is functional. And I quote Although many specific functions remain elusive, it is abundantly clear that non protein coding DNA is at least As important as protein coding DNA in making an organism. That's amazing. There's things that we still don't know. But science, as it continues to advance, will help us to learn the mysteries of these things. And what we all have to understand is that there is a suppressed story in public discussions of evolution. In popular media, school textbooks, where we are told that Darwin's theory of random variation, natural selection, unguided churning, reflecting no purpose or no design, no author standing behind the origin or history of life and evolution therefore summarizes everything that you need to know about how complex creatures developed well That is absolutely false. And the reality is that as true science forges forward, those with a bias to evolution are continuing to peddle their same old lies. They want to live in a world where there's no God, and to do that they deny all the evidence against him. Which leads me to a very important question. Has evolution become anachronistic? that is outdated, a theory that belonged to the scientific world when science was still in its infancy, when microbiology was developing and wending its way from the 16th century, and it's understandable that some may have believed that evolution could be a plausible explanation. But today, with the amazing advances in microbiology and peering into the microscopic world of the human cell, watching the mitochondria in action, the double helix replicating, and other amazing wonders within the human genome, the overwhelming and compounding evidence for intelligent design cannot be challenged by anyone who is intellectually honest. To maintain an 18th-century worldview in the 21st century, still peddling no design, random selection, and relentless mutations defies logic and reason and truly meets the definition of anachronistic. Richard Dawkins, Lawrence Krauss, Neil deGrasse Tyson, And their evolutionary hypothesis is anachronistic in every sense of the word. But they will not yield because behind it all is their anti-God rhetoric, which is clearly being left behind in the wake of modern science. Therefore, we need to be alert. We need to understand these things. And to do that, I would like you to go to a presentation that you'll be able to find in YouTube. Type in my name, Rod Anderson, and is is Genesis 1 Trustworthy? Now, there is a lot of information there that will be very helpful to you on this very important subject of intelligent design. I also want to give you an opportunity to learn more of the designer of these things. That is the God of love found in the Bible by giving you a 25 part series of Bible reading guides called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Studies which will quickly help you to understand the most important truths of the Bible and all you have to do to receive them from me is send me an email with your name postal address and phone number two info at the orchard that is info at the orchard or go to our website the and go to the tab mark contact us follow the prompts including the name of the study guides requested and you'll have them in no time at all now there's more that i would like to share with you on this fascinating subject but our time has run out for now remember this though the truth has nothing to fear from investigation i'm rod anderson goodbye for now you have been listening to unchained we look forward to your company here next time on 3ab in australia radio as we continue this series with pastor rod anderson
1: In the beginning of time, he was the creator. Into existence, he spoke the heavenly blue. Then, with one mind his hand he threw out the stars he knew where they'd land so if you think you're just drifting along then I have good news if he hung the moon I know he And if he holds the sparrow in flight, he'll hold you too. Consider the lilies of the fields, how much more he loves you. He loves you in the beginning. Weighs hard on your Shoulders And even Your closest Friend in life Is pulling Away Though You have tried So hard And lost There is still hope Just look to There you will find that the Savior really loves you and cares for you today. And if he hung the moon, I know Consider the lilies of the fields how much more he loves you. He loves you in the beginning of time. You were on his mind when he hung the moon. In the beginning of time. You were on his mind When he hung the moon He hung
0: the moon You've been listening to He Hung the Moon by For Eternity.